Hi, I'm Stacy Hyde with Envision Financial Planning, and we're back for another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less. And today I would like to talk about banks, particularly bank failures and whether you should be worried about your bank and what you can do about it if you are. I think bottom line, if you have, if you're an individual and you have less than $250,000 in a bank, I don't think you need to be worried. If you're married and you have a joint account with your spouse and you have less than $500,000 in a bank, there's absolutely no reason to be worried. If you're a business owner and you have more than that in some sort of transactional account, I also don't think you should be terribly worried there, but you might want to ask your bank about particular sweep options and what might be available to you there. If you do have more than that in your local bank, we've always maintained that you should probably spread those deposits out. Right now, it's a really good time to do that because quite a few banks, particularly the online banks that I've talked about before, are actually paying pretty good interest on your money. It's still not as much as what inflation has been, but at least you're getting some interest on those funds. So. How did we get here? So we've talked about whether you should be concerned, what's going on there, but how did we get here? And because you're hearing lots of different things on the news and it's probably sounds like a foreign language. Well, interesting fact about me, in college I was actually a banking major and really thought that would be what I'd do for a career, but chose financial planning and I'm glad I did. But one of the things that I learned way back when that's very important for banks when they're managing their balance sheet, just like a family has to manage their balance sheet, is their liabilities, which for a bank, those deposits that you, know, you and I have in the bank, that's a liability to the bank. And what they do so that they can earn money on those deposits is they lend them out. But as you may be aware, over the last few years, banks have not been able to lend out all the money that's been on deposit. So they have purchased assets. Well, the banking regulators regulate what banks can purchase with those liabilities. Generally speaking, they have to buy stuff that's safe. Well, U.S. Treasuries are not going to default. I mean, they're considered one of the safest assets in the world. But if you purchase a 30-year Treasury, yes, you will get your money back in 30 years. But if interest rates increase substantially like they have over the last year, then the value of that bond today is not worth what you paid for it. You actually will suffer a loss if you need to sell it. And that's exactly what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. They had a lot of their depositors were startups and they had raised capital, put it on deposit, but as inflation went up and things slowed down, they were going through their cash much faster. You may have heard that called a burn rate. And so as they were using that money and less cash was on deposit, Silicon Valley Bank was having to sell those bonds at a loss. And that's why you've seen in some, the New York Bank as well. And I haven't delved as much into First Republic, but I have a feeling it's a similar issue. So they've had these losses that they've incurred, 
on their assets. And really that's a failure of basic bank management. They failed to match up their, the term of their assets to their liabilities. Traditionally banks would lend to businesses fairly short term. Those business loans would be tied to the prime rate. So as interest rates have gone up, what the bank's getting has gone up. So they're still worth about the same thing. The same thing with like a home equity line of credit is tied to that. And that's why most banks, if you take out a mortgage, they sell that those mortgages off before you can probably make your first payment. And that's because they don't want those on their balance sheet because they have such a long term. Well, what they did is they bought these 30 year treasury bonds and they have plummeted in value. And as you may or may not be aware, last year, meaning 2022, was the worst year in history for fixed income or bond markets. They actually had losses that were worse than any years. And so that's what has happened to these bank balance sheets. And that's what has caused a run. And also because so many people bank on their phones and they're linked and able to move money just by getting on their phones and social media, it caused it to sort of take off and sort of spiral out of control. So that's really what's behind it. It's not some grand conspiracy or anything like that. It really just was bad decision-making on bank management's part. And, you know, maybe a failure of regulators to notice that and require them to have shorter term reserves. But that's, I don't, I'm not privy to that. So I can't say that for sure. But we do know based on some of the filings that the banks had to do that they did take some pretty substantial losses on their asset portfolios. So that's why you've seen those failures come up while we may see some others, but I would not panic. I would stay calm, carry on. And your, the FDSD is still standing behind the bank depositors at this point. Thanks so much. This has been another episode of better financial health in 15 minutes or less. I'm Stacy Hyde.